gone so big and wide, I saw all of her teeth. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys. Welcome to the 13th Floor Podcast. I am Cece. I'm Alex. I'm James. And we're here to keep it strange and talk about things that are weird. You guys, how have you all been? Been socially distant. <laughs> socially distant. Uh, same here. We've been pretty socially distant. Alex worked from home for the first time today, yeah. for the most part. Yeah, and I've worked a 12-hour day. Yeah, Alex, oh, snap. he's tired. If he sounds a little off, it's just because he's... Mad <sighs> and overwhelmed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, we're all still kind of stuck at home. Well, most people. I hope most people are staying at home. Yeah. But... The truth of the matter is, a lot of them are not. I've been out driving around to like go to, because I had a doctor's appointment last week, mm-hmm. and the mall looked like it was jam-packed. It looked like there was a party going on. Oh, the yeah, it was crazy. But mm-hmm. James, when was the last time you went out of your house? 72 hours ago. <laughs> Speaking of social distance, I guess we just kind of want to give a little update from our coronavirus episode because when we recorded our coronavirus episode, everything was still fresh and new and we really didn't know much about it, but oh, it's gotten worse. Yeah. As I'm sure every everyone knows. So yeah. Yeah. It's aged like fine wine that episode. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe like uh bread. (laughs) A mole a it's, it's a bread that's gone moldy. Mm. It just keeps well here in Georgia. We're well, not yeah, under because it just keeps growing, and yeah. growing. Yeah, it just keeps growing, and growing, and spreading and spreading like fungus or a virus for that matter. Yeah, it's yeah. We're not under a shelter in place yet, which blows my mind. Mm. Yeah, right now, basically, what the governor of Georgia did was issue a shelter in place for the medically fragile. Which mm. I'm thinking to myself. They're already sheltering in place. Like, it's not those people that are going out and, you know, having parties. Right. Yeah. If you're immunocompromised or, or vulnerable, you need to stay home. And even if you're not, you're, you're probably better off reducing the possible, just a number of people going in and out of medical care. The, a good rule of thumb is to pretend that you already have it and you don't want your grandma to contract it from you. Um, right. Yeah, that being said, now there's a hantavirus that just broke out in uh, China, and it's got about 40 potential infected, which is about how many it was when the Wuhan thing first broke out. So, knock on wood, we're not going to have a cocktail situation where it's like, you know, pick your viral infection. Yeah, well, the good thing about it is, is we've already closed everything down, so... That's true. Yeah, well, my biggest concerns, though, is, you know, I mean, I understand it's very important not to try and contract the virus, uh, especially if you're at risk. And, you know, Alex and I, being asthmatics, are technically at risk. But what concerns me more, though, is if we shut so much down, the economic fallout could actually kill far more people than this virus. Because currently they're saying the viral uh, mortality rate is somewhere in the ballpark of one and a half percent. Well, if we have a full-scale depression from shutting everything down, uh, opiate addiction, suicide, a number of other uh, ills, just people not taking as good a care of themselves, will kill way more people. So, you know, at the very least, it's good to stay isolated. It's good to uh, be socially distant. But by all means, still take care of yourselves and stimulate the economy. Get Get some takeout, guys. 
get some takeout America. Yeah, so support your support your local businesses. We yeah. I actually went to one of our uh, our because my favorite restaurant is locally owned, and right. I was like, I want them to be supported. So I we got carry out, and they had curbside carry out, and nice. they told me they were making a coronavirus package where you can order four steaks and it comes with two pieces of toilet paper no, or two, two, two rolls. rolls of toilet oh paper. Oh my God. That's so I brilliant. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, okay. Now like, I have to go amazing. on a rant. I have to go on a rant over this. I am. A, <laughs> now, as you guys have known for a decade, I have been a full scale evangelist for washlets in Japan. And I am just angry that in 10 years time, when I have, when I went to Japan and I used a washlet for the first time, I was like, how is this not a global thing? And then I come back and you use paper like a caveman. It's one step above leaves. And we, <laughs> we would have significantly fewer outbreaks of anything or any concerns in this country if everybody had a flipping washlet. That needs to be a thing. Donald Trump, if you are listening, and I know you are, <laughs> part of that uh, stimulus package, vouchers for washlets. <laughs> a washlet is a bidet right it's sort of like a bidet here's the great thing about it okay you get on the the, the john you you do your business and then you push a button and everything gets washed and dried and you don't have to ever worry about cutting down the rainforest again that's another thing that's what toilet paper is made of it it's crazy think about that we cut down the rainforest to use something that's a step above leaves when there is a perfectly viable alternative. Well, Alex, we might have to get a washlet and sit on our house. James, you just inspired me. Then James would me. want to live here if we did that. That's true. That's true. James, you'll have to get a washlet wherever you live yeah. next. Hmm. Well, yeah, the coronavirus is still rope. Oh, listen, listen. Can you hear that? Oh, there oh, it is. Uh, <laughs> Louise has disembarked from the couch. I think she wants a treat and she wants to go to her bed, Alex. I think she wants a washlet. <laughs> yeah, she probably does want a washlet. Here, wait one second. Alex, will you go put her in her kennel? Anyways, <coughs> is there anything else on this coronavirus that you want to talk about before we get off onto our regular topic for the episode? I think that's about it. I mean, be on the lookout for the hauntivirus. I, I will get into a little one minor conspiratorial detail, I guess. The rate of infection is odd to me. And I don't mean the way the number of which it spreads. Doubling every four days makes sense. What's weird is how it's peppered the world. I, I mean, literally, there's almost no countries. I think Belize is the only country I can even think of where there's none infected. And this includes like all the little Caribbean islands, all the little Micronesian islands. Like, it's very odd. It's odd that, like, it it ended up, like, five per state on average and then somehow still managed to end up in, like, Tonga. It's very odd. It's it's bizarre. Yeah. That's for sure. I don't know. I still, I still think that it either th – these are my thoughts on it. I think that it either happened naturally or it could have been created in a lab, but it was – accidentally mm. leaked it's conceivable but i don't yeah i don't think that it was released deliberately purposely. i gotcha yeah deliberately hmm. that's just my opinion well, there's, though there's two strains one of which has a higher mortality rate that's the older strain so that's one good news bit of good news is that it is evolving like many viruses to be less lethal that's good yeah huh. and i mean i hope they're working around the clock on trying to find a cure for this well, that, thing. there is a potential cure 
Fingers crossed. Hopefully sometime soon because yeah. phew, a few people have died out from there. mistaking other uh, other compounds. Don't don't drink koi pond cleaner, everybody. No, yeah. Don't do it. It's, oh yeah, someone did that. Didn't yeah, they? it's not the same thing. Same, yeah, it's not the same thing. Yeah. So, anyways, okay. Well, that's that's the coronavirus update. Um, okay, so things from the local aquarium will not cure you. No, don't, <laughs> don't go to your local fish store. Not that you can go to your fish store right now. Hopefully it's closed. Yeah. But I still hope someone's out there taking care of all the fish. Yeah. You just wish death upon many, many fish. No. Um, <coughs> <coughs> Those poor Walmart fish. Uh. Walmart's still open. Good right. gravy. Uh, but I have seen the Walmart fish, and they do make me really sick. Yeah, agreed. Okay, so the, this week, you guys, what are we talking about? Nazis. <laughs> We're talking about uh, conspiracies surrounding Hitler's death. And this uh, subject was actually submitted to us by listener Erica B. in Kentucky. Thank you for sending this to us. And we've all done our independent research and we're all collecting back now here to share it with you, you beautiful 13th Florier. And (laughs) yeah, before we get into that, though, how about we do an icebreaker, you guys? Sounds good. Talking about coronavirus wasn't one? (laughs) No, no. We're going to do it. It's going to be short. We're going to keep it short. But just uh, since we're kind of stepping back in time for this episode, my question to you guys is, if you had to live in any other decade or any other period of time, mm. when would you live and why? Ooh, interesting. Ooh. Um, hands down, I know a lot of people have negative associations with it, but either pre or post Black Death Europe, uh, like medieval Europe, the everything was clean because it was before the Industrial Revolution. And if you survived infancy, you were probably going to survive to be 80 just like today. That's a huge misconception. Like nice Ooh. food, nice communities. It just sounds great. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. That Everything sounds pretty nice. chamber pot sounds pretty dang good. And I would introduce them to the washlet <laughs> and change history. <laughs> yeah. I think that James would probably have become a king. Yeah. If he had lived way back when. Or a jester. Or a jester. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, what about you? I have to go back. Yeah, you got to go back. Uh I guess 2008 ain't bad. <laughs> 2008. Oh or, 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 sorry, 2010s. <laughs> you think I want to go back? Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> wow. What? Why? So if I have to go back, I guess I go to 2010. The economy's kind of resurging at that point. You, it was when you met me and James. Well, maybe, maybe I'll go further back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but I, I I have no desire to go to older decades. No. Next episode, Zero. we need to do our origin story. But yeah, yeah, we'll have to do our origin story next episode because this one we had a little time for coronavirus. Yeah. I think my my I have no idea when I would go back. It's a hard hard decision for me hmm. because it's like I know that there were lots of hardships and struggles during like the forties and fifties, obviously, and then sixties and seventies. But I just really liked the fashion back then. You're just making my point that life sucks. It's, you know, <laughs> James picked a pretty good time pre or post. I think James would probably want to go post yeah. Black Plague. Yeah. Because then you would be in the Black Plague yeah. if you went pre. And there'll be lots of singles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> All, right. All right. I think we're done with this topic. Let's hop on into <laughs> Alex has cracked himself up. <laughs> Uh, we're we're going to hop on into the, the subject today. And Alex is going to be starting us off today 
with why Hitler definitely did die. Don't yeah. listen to these two bozos over here. <laughs> They're going to be filling your head with nonsense. I don't buy it. Well, maybe. But so, <laughs> <laughs> I did think, like, <clears throat> researching this, it was like kind of a interesting lesson in how history class just completely failed me. Oh, yeah. Same here. <laughs> like, like, before I did my research, I was like, I was thinking about what I learned in school. And I always remember thinking, A, Hitler committed suicide in a bunker, mm. which yeah. does line up with what happened. But it was vague at what, what he did. And then B, that they never found his body. And it turned out that I think I misremembered that second part in terms of no one knows where the body is. <laughs> instead of no one found his body. Right. But I never knew the details of how he killed himself. I just knew that they found him out in a bombed out bunker, right? But what about you all? What did you all remember from history class? Honestly, <laughs> I my history class was lacking. I never really got history. I was in quote-unquote AP history where oh, we were supposed wow. to read the book by ourselves mm. and then just write notes about it. We never really had tests until the AP test. So pff, I have no idea. I really mm. – like my knowledge on this subject is mm. very small. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. James probably already <laughs> – I mean, I know you knew already, James, but like back then, do you remember being taught like – Oh, I was – I had an amazing teacher. I mean, he taught us like he was there. Professor Schmadoff Mittler was just terrific as a teacher. <laughs> 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 uh, no, I mean, I, I learned that, uh, you know, about the, the use of cyanide in the bunker, t- uh, giving it to Blondie, his dog first, and his wife, and I, I – well – you know, there's a big question, were they married or not? Presumably they had like kind of a little common law ceremony beforehand. But yeah, they glossed over a lot of the details and they certainly never covered the fact that the USSR found the body and it was during a time where they really needed the the morale of illustrating with absolute certainty that they had said body. Good Lord, James. Your teacher was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Professor Schmittler. <laughs> or Mittler. <laughs> Dang it. I never, I never, uh, see, I, that was the limit of probably what I learned. Mm. And like, I didn't even know about Blondie. Oh, wow. I had no idea about Blondie till today. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but, and that kind of goes back to what you said. Apparently, he went and conjured up some cyanide. He had some people make up some cyanide pills for him. And as we all know, he was not one to shy away from testing on something. So he gave a cyanide pill to Blondie. Well, that could have also been argued just, you know, we, he, I'm sure he didn't want the Soviets catching Blondie. There's no way that would have been oh, probably. a good thing. Ooh, we all know what the Soviets did to dogs from our... Uh, what was that? Episode? Oh yeah, Ooh. zombies, oh, zombies. zombies. Yeah. Ooh, Ugh. but yeah. So Blondie took it. Oh, yeah, she's dead. Okay, this might work for me. Well, let me kill myself twice, right? Ah. <laughs> I'm gonna pop a cyanide capsule, but it only 100 killed my dog. So I think I'm gonna have to shoot myself too. Right, what he said to to himself. So he took a cyanide capsule and he shot himself. Yes. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Little just to make sure he didn't want to go the Mussolini route and be uh, Ooh, yeah <laughs> really taken to the streets. Oh, you don't yeah. know. Oh, Mussolini man. got a firing I, I, squad and hung up upside down in the middle of like a 
Towns they made yeah, me watch that when I was like twelve, and it messed me up. Like they showed, what? they showed me when at I was, your, yeah, they showed me at they, your school. Yes, they showed me Mussolini <laughs> hanging from a meat hook, getting clobbered by by people with clubs. It was, yeah. was it's it one of the most grisly things I've ever seen. Now was oh, was this Professor Bittler that showed this? <laughs> 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 oh man! Uh, so yeah. So sure enough, he takes his he pops his old Jolly Roger, uh, which is not the real name for the cyanide capsule. I don't know what the yeah I was like and what, then, <laughs> and then he and then he popped another cap in his, you know what, and wham bam, worst man ever dead. Now when they find the body, they scooped up everything they could and took it home. Who's they? The Russians. The Russians. The Russians. Okay. They really didn't like. This Hitler guy, mm. turns yeah. out. <laughs> and, and they really didn't like fascism. And then in 2018, with the aid of not only Hitler's dental records and Russia, but radiographies and scientists, they found what they thought is, without a shadow of a doubt, proof that Hitler died in the bunker. Mm. So he really did take the capsule and shoot himself. In the- so, first... Did you know Hitler, when he died, only had four teeth? No, I did not. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and from the picture that I saw on Smithsonian website, they're all in a row. So, he was like, he didn't have any of his other teeth. Where were Weird. they? The front, the back? The back. They look like back teeth. Uh, the molars. That's surprising. Yes. Those are usually the first yeah. to go. Okay. But he had one line of molars that looked like just four of them. Okay. Everything else was false teeth, and apparently his entire jaw was pretty much metal. What yeah. in the world? <laughs> yeah, apparently he was known in his last years of life to have really bad breath. <laughs> I could see it. Yeah, he he had some pretty bad uh, dental problems. So, needless to say, there was plenty of dental records. And looking at the records and teeth, they confirmed, and this is a quote by uh, Philippe Charlier. Charlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our study proves that Hitler died in 1945. The teeth are authentic, and there is no possible doubt. Okay. So, they're pretty certain that they got their man. Now, they weren't really allowed to run any tests on the skull, though, after they run these tests on the teeth. they run When they get the skull, they're told they're not allowed to, I guess, interact with it. They're allowed to examine it. Mm. They're to- so they're not gonna be like scraping pieces of bone off and like doing that type of thing. They're just gonna be examining it really closely, looking at the scorch marks around the entry wound, and so they thoroughly looked at it. And in the combination with the radiography that I mentioned earlier, that was taken a year before, they said that the skull looks quote totally comparable, which just mm. means it looks really, 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 really close. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's one of those things. It's like okay, I could see maybe a double, maybe for mm. that one, right? Interesting. If a double would probably have the same shaped head, it'd be close. Maybe, probably not. We, we mm. heads are like fingerprints. <laughs> 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 I made that up. That's I was like, hoping. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, so I want to go back to the teeth though, because that's where the really interesting stuff is, because. They said that they found some bluish deposits on the false teeth. 
And they really aren't a hundred percent sure what they is. They think that what it, they what they is. Was that what I said? <laughs> I may have had a stroke. <laughs> but they're not a hundred percent sure. I almost did it again. What is wrong with me? Mm. You, you just work for twelve hours. Right? <laughs> but they are not a hundred percent sure what the bluish deposits are. Mm. But they are able to confirm that a gunshot killed him. And he likely took cyanide as well, but they can't confirm the cyanide. Mm. But the the reason they can't is because they don't know whether the bluish deposits are from cyanide, the burning of the body, or even the time that the remains were buried, which is odd because I've read a couple of things that either they burned all the remains or that they're buried. So I'm not sure about that one. Mm. But... They also, I had also heard that Hitler was a vegetarian, but apparently this test said that, yeah, it's true. He was a vegetarian. Mm. He just ate leaves? They just ate leaves, <laughs> which is pretty interesting. Yeah, he actually wanted to eventually put the entire country on the Spartan diet. The Spartans were known for eating almost no meat. Really? Yeah. Heathens. See, that's why I don't want to go back in time, guys. That's why I'm going back to 2010. Have my my cheeseburger. Um, So that's why you think, without a doubt, that Hitler died in the bunker. According to history.com. According to (laughs) history.com. All right. So is it my turn? Should I go? I think it's your turn. I'm going before Sir James. James is going to cap us off today. So let me pull up my notes. So. I got a lot of my research from an article on atlasobscura.com, strangerdimensions.com, and liveabout.com, where it might be live about. Uh, uh, oh, did he knock his microphone over? Did. There it is, you guys. Uh, that uh, just needs to be our new drinking game. When, <laughs> when James drops his microphone, you take a drink of your water or your coffee or your whatever you're drinking. Mm. Just take a swig. Anyways. So today I am talking about the idea that Hitler escaped into mm. Hollow Earth. Mm. You guys remember Hollow Earth, right? Last time I commented on any shape or hollowness of Earth, we got a bad review. Yeah, we yeah. <laughs> they made somebody angry, but that's okay. <laughs> and James did a very, very good job of explaining the Hollow Earth theory. I think it was during our Flat Earth episode. Yeah. It right? Was. Yeah, episode two. Uh, yeah, episode two. Whew, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, over a year ago. Over a year. Wow. But I'm just going to kind of recap the hollow earth theory just for any new listeners that we have. If you haven't listened to that episode, don't worry. I got you. I got your back. But you should. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should. Go back and listen to it. So there, there are um, two theories kind of. Well, there are more theories. But there are a couple of theories as to the why the earth is hollow instead of like, like we live inside the earth. Or there are beings who live inside the Earth, according to everything that I'm going to talk about today. But mm-hmm. the uh, w- the first theory is devised by Edmund Haley, and he came up with it way back when to try and explain weird compass readings. And he said that the Earth was made up of nested, spinning spherical shells. They just spun around, and that the space in between all of the shells was supportive of life. Oh, okay. And then the other theory is that there are holes at the North Pole and the South Pole. And I guess you can crawl into it. And maybe that's where Hitler and his little gang went. But it it all, in my opinion, it kind of makes Earth look like a donut. So, yeah, it's like 
all of the pictures that I saw. If you guys look up Hollow Earth Theory, Symes, is it, is it pronounced Symes or Sims James? I think Symes. Symes. Look, Symes Hollow Earth, and you'll see like a little picture of what he says it looks like. It's kind of creepy. But he said that there were these holes. It's U.S. Army Captain John Cleves Symes Jr. He came up with this idea mm-hmm. in 1818. But the whole, just looking at it, it freaks me out. Maybe I have that, what's that fear of holes called? Oh, oh, man. Holophily. (laughs) No. It's very common. Yeah, I made a video about it. I just can't remember the name for it. I have it. What? Just a picture. It gives me the heebie-jeebies. Triscophobia? No. I don't know. I'll get a look up. Tripophobia. Tripophobia. There we go. Yeah, the fear of holes, you guys. Weirdos. Well, Lord. I just picture myself with this with this picture of the hollow earth with the hole in the North Pole and I'm the South Pole it. and just straight through. It makes me think like, what if I fell into the hole and I just kept falling until I went mm-hmm. right into space and I died? You know what I mean? Well, then what the Hitler died? Well, unless unless you can crawl down. I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, I think it stems from a fear of parasites, actually. If you look at a lot of uh, subdermal parasites, they produce asymmetrical openings. And the asymmetry of the holes is really kind of paramount to the fear itself. Or discomfort, disgust would be a better term. Yeah, that's a good word for it. I think it's a fear of stupid things. Alex. <laughs> I'm looks, kidding, The James. earth looks like... It looks like an olive, please. Yeah, it does. It looks like an olive with oh, a yeah. little thing on it. Oh, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they put right, the in it. Lock <laughs> there you go. Well, Hitler and the Nazis apparently believed in Hollow Earth, and James is going to talk a little bit more about their alleged trip to Antarctica. Probably, we're probably going to tag team this because we're both kind of touching on Antarctica. But yeah. I will mention it briefly as well because one of the entrances to Hollow Earth is on Antarctica, and that's where. Hitler and his people apparently went. So from what I read, and there was a lot of places that I read this, they believed that there was an ancient race that lived on the inside of the earth and they were bigger and they were smarter and they are more technologically advanced. And it was just, it's just fantastic living on the inside of the earth apparently. And so that's where they wanted to go. And they also apparently have these little spacecraft that we Dumbos here on earth Often mistake for UFOs, apparently. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I, I well, think I mean, James- we have photographic evidence of that. We know that the Nazis made craft that look like flipping flying saucers. Couple that with Operation Paperclip, how like all of our rocket technology comes from Nazis. It's not a far fetched idea at all. Well, I believe you, James. But <laughs> <laughs> you really sold me on it. You know, this. This topic, and I'm honestly, I don't know if it's just because we've been in quarantine for a while, and I'm just kind of like you know, stuck at home. But it really took me down some weird rabbit holes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just of thought, like I guess thinking about if there are these ancient beings that live inside the Earth that Hitler and his people want to go meet and be with, would they kind of look at us? You know, they're hovering above Earth and their little UFO spaceships. Did they view us like we're animals? Like, you know, how we mm. view dogs. Maybe. Yeah. If the real are real. And that's what they, they often referred to them as because of a fiction book that was about a mysterious hollow earth race called the real. 
then yeah, they probably view us as lesser beings at the very least. My daughter, I think about Louise when I was researching this, I had Louise sitting next to me the entire time and I just thought she's blissfully unaware. She has no idea what's really going on. What if that's mm. us? <laughs> yeah. But also, have you guys ever seen Ice Age Dawn of the Dinosaurs? Yes, Hollow Earth. Yeah. I think oh, it alludes really? to Hollow Earth in there, you guys. Yeah, because they, they go into a little cave and then they find this lush, beautiful paradise with dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> so, you guys, Ice Age, Hollow Earth. Watch Scientific it. facts. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, let's get back on topic. So, there are those two Hollow Earth theories, and it's said that Hitler and the Nazis believe in them, apparently. And some theorize that suicide was never Hitler's out. When he realized that defeat was about to slap in, in his stupid face. So instead, he and his little clan of followers escaped through a tunnel into an airstrip. Although some places I read, it was they got into a submarine. But they went all the way down to the South Pole. And it's very far from Berlin, you guys. It's about 10,000 miles between Berlin and Antarctica. Meanwhile, North Pole is 2,500 miles away. Oh. But... I imagine they probably didn't want to fly over any of their. Well, they would expect you to go that way. Enemies, yeah. So no they one expects you to take the long route. Well, you know, I also read some places, and there wasn't much evidence of this. Like, I couldn't find any like proof. Like, oh yeah, this happened. But some people say that the Nazis had a secret mission where they went to Antarctica to do research and stuff. Oh, that's a fact. New Swabia was real. Um, the question is, is it still real? <laughs> um, yeah, they absolutely, they, they first originally, like a long time before Nazism, actually, um, they were, they took a hot air balloon to Antarctica. I am not joking. And, <laughs> yeah, this was back when the Kaiser was in charge. This was, uh, what was his name? Eric von Drogalski. Uh, yeah, he took a flipping hot air balloon in the Gauss expedition. That was like 1901. And he called it Kaiser Wilhelm the second land. Well, then they made another expedition, and you know, there's a place in Germany called Swabia, a region, and they took a ship called Schwabenland, which is, you know, named after the region. So they named this chunk of Antarctica. It's like the northernmost little chunk. Uh, they call it New Swabia. And the, after 1945, Germany was like, we don't want it anymore, and so they just <laughs> let <laughs> they just let Norway have it. They've been fighting with, over it forever, and now it's you know, Queedmondland. So, yeah. Well, James. James hopped on in there with some interesting information. Because when I was doing my research, I I kept finding things that say, oh, it's not, you know, we can't find, like, written proof that this actually happened. So I'm glad that you have a little more information on it. According to an article I found on StrangerDimensions.com, Nazi Admiral Karl Donitz said during uh, his trial, quote, Germany's submarine fleet is proud that it created an un... How do you say that word, Alex? Unassailable, unassailable, unassailable mm-hmm. fortress for the Führer on the other end of the world. But he was very vague and he didn't say where it was. And so a lot yeah. of people think that he was alluding to their secret base in Antarctica. Ooh, yeah, or Atlantis, or how they got into the hollow, <laughs> the hollow Earth. That was a real thing they believed in too. Man, Nazi esotericism is something that all of you listeners should consider studying. Because it's wild. They also read heavily into Helena Blavatsky's writings. Oh, yeah. And Big time. Yeah. A lot of interesting stuff floating out there about their uh, beliefs and opinions. Yeah, that's where they got the swastika, and that's where they got the term Aryan from, was, was Blavatsky's uh, uh, Indian information. 
Okay. Wow. 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 And James, that's all that I really have on the Hollow Earth. There's really not much on on it. I think because mm. it's so far fetched, I don't. I don't believe it. But yeah. I, I heard that Hitler even used uh, the coordinates for his missiles based on Hollow Earth, which made them less accurate. But I heard that from Eco Umberto, and that's a fiction writer from Italy, so I don't know for sure if that uh. was something he made up or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's really not that much on it. Uh, like more, most of the stuff that I found was just about Hollow Earth, and that it would mention mm. the Nazis and Hitler. Right. But for the most part, it was just like, this is hollow earth and this is why it's real and this is why it's fake and NASA's trying to hide it from us. So. Of course they are. Yeah, I don't know. They were their ice walls. Yeah. it's Well, the ice walls just lead into the earth. That's the thing. Oh. It's not flat. It's hollow. Oh, man. Anyways, mm. James, take it from here. All righty. Well, there's two main places that people associate Nazi escape plans. Uh, Antarctica and Argentina. And they both start with an A. Coincidence? But anyway, <laughs> uh, but Antarctica is easily the most fascinating theory because it, it does lend itself to a lot more bizarre theorizing, uh, chiefly because we know now that Norway, as I mentioned before, owns what is what used to be New Swabia. Now they call it Queen Maudland. Well, that is unless the Nazis never left and they're underneath the earth. Uh, they, out of all the countries, everybody was fascinated with Antarctica. It was, it was just this amazing new world. All sorts of stories in the late 19th, early 20th century about it, including Frankenstein. That's where Frankenstein went or the monster rather yeah. at the end of the story. It went to flipping Antarctica. Um, but the notion that, one single country had a bigger fixation than anyone. Hands down, it was it was Germany, and later on, Nazi Germany. And the chief reason for this was twofold. One, the Germans were very fixated on the industrial aspect of war, and they wanted a lubricant for their machines, and they wanted an alternative to butter called margarine, and they knew exactly where to get it, and that was Antarctica. Because Antarctica had a lot of whales. And whale oil is great if you want to lubricate machinery and create an alternative to butter. And oh. so they were all about it just in terms of the whales. But there's another more esoteric reason why they were fixated with New Swabia. And that is, according to some texts, most texts consider it to be the farthest northern reaches, so the North Pole. But in some sources... There was a land called Thule, and some of the Nazis believed that Thule, the, the more occultist bunch, believed that Thule was in Antarctica. And this was a warm, lush, Edenic part of the world before the Ice Age ever hit. And it was home to the progenitors of the Aryan people. That's what they believed. So there was a fixation on finding Thule and Atlantis. And even Lemuria, three very unique mythological places that we'll probably cover some other time. Mm -hmm. But some of the Nazis thought that it was in Antarctica, and that was another reason to go there. Couple this with their belief in hollow Earth and the amazing, almost spacefaring looking craft. That, that, I mean, again, these were real. We saw it. We have seen blueprints of these. They look like UFOs. There are people who believe that the Nazis, including Hitler, 
escaped to New Swabia, built underground bases that the Norwegians are not aware of, and use spacecraft to fly around in, undetected by modern society. That's And so when you see a UFO, you're actually seeing a Nazi aircraft on its way back to New Swabia. Oof. That's what some people think. Oof. Less bizarre and, uh, and much more authenticated is the notion that they went to Antarctica. There's a lot of people who believe that, and they're 100% correct, at least in, not necessarily that Hitler went, but we know now, we've, we've actually seen, because uh, uh, some Swiss bank accounts, their, their records got opened up, and there's 12,000 Nazis, bare minimum, who went to South America, mostly Argentina. We know that. That is a fact. That is not disputable. There's paper trails leading to Argentina. Couple that with uh, the fact that um, Mingala, the angel of death, one of the most notorious Nazis to have ever lived, uh, he spent a lot of time bouncing around between Chile, Argentina, and uh, Brazil. And there was this big theory for a long time that Candido Godoy, a, a city in Brazil that only has like 6,000 people, he spent a lot of time there. And, and he's sort of famous for being fixated with twins. Oh, yeah. Well, this town is known for having a crazy twinning rate. It's like 10%, which is yeah. higher than anywhere else on Earth. Tons and tons of twins. Twins make up about 20 to 30% of the people in said town. And a lot of people think this is because of something Mingala did. Hmm. Modern science claims that it is not, that it's because of just uh, genetic bottlenecking. But I find that a little odd because while there are genetic components to producing twins, it's not really, it doesn't account for that many. So I'm really suspicious of that. The only way I can see it is if the genetic bottlenecking, this is my own personal theory, if it led to an increased amount, just genetically, of uh, follicle-stimulating hormone, because there's a huge connection between that and women having twins. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I just find it a little suspicious that 12,000 Nazis went to Argentina, Chile, and to a lesser extent, Brazil. Flippin' Mengele was bouncing around that area, and then you got this magic twin town that still has that crazy rate of uh, just that many twins. Mm -hmm. And there's some interesting new, mm, almost, I don't want to say studies because that, that kind of cheapens the word studies, but the History Channel has a show that was helmed in part by uh, Tim Kennedy when I found out about this from listening to Joe Rogan because uh, the dude is a former MMA fighter and, and he took part in this called Hunting Hitler. And he provides a lot of completely unverified but very interesting Information that suggests that not only did those 12,000 Nazis go there, not only did uh, Mengele go there, but that Hitler did escape his uh, suicide in 1945, showed up in Argentina, and lived out the rest of his days. And there are photographs of a fella who lived in Argentina who is pretty dang Hitlery. He doesn't have the Charlie <laughs> Chaplin mustache, but everything else looks quite a bit like an aged Hitler. Oh, I also probably should mention that twin town. Most of the people there are Germanic in descent, and there are oh. towns littered. Yeah, there, there are towns littered throughout South America, especially Argentina, where you have people who have not really ever met someone who is not related to the Nazis. That's not a joke. There are towns where your average person is a descendant of Nazis and has only known other descendants of Nazis. Entire towns. Jeez. Wow. That is a fact. That's not disputable. That's not debatable. 
We know it. You can literally have a conversation with people like that. Uh, and I don't mean that in a disparaging way. It's just bizarre. So, yeah, um, that's really about all I got, though. Wow. You know, I took like 20 minutes of information and I talked so fast that I made it last like 10 minutes. <laughs> you, you talked very fast, but you were very... Very educational. Very educational, very eloquent, James. You know how I learned about the Argentina theory, which I, I never heard of until I saw this? There's actually a comic book, a Marvel oh, comic book about, it's about Taskmaster. It's like, it's like a funny, it's a funny book. And it's, uh, he goes to Argentina and there's just a whole bunch of like children of Hitler and stuff around. Uh, and it's really funny. And I was like, oh, weird. and then I looked it up. I was like, oh, this is a real thing. <laughs> wow. Well, so there you go. Read who's, Taskmaster. Who's Taskmaster? What's he's, his he's power? The, he's the villain in the new Black Widow movie that's gotten delayed. He's the one yeah. that can do like whatever he, he, he just sees cut, them yeah. do stuff and then they he can copy their powers. Yes. Okay. Different vein of thought, but DC's uh, Sportsmaster is the dumbest super villain. I don't know who that is. He's uh, one of those two characters. He's their dad. Like, two interesting characters. He's their dad, and I cannot think of their names. I'll have to. The girl with the bow and arrow. You know what I'm talking about? DC. Artemis. Actually, I think you're right. Am I? Yeah, I think so. You said bow and arrow and girl, and I was like, it's my girl Artemis. Yeah, Artemis' dad is Sportsmaster. Who's Artemis's brother, Apollo? Yeah, that's a good mythology joke, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, you guys, that was that was Hitler conspiracies. All right, you guys ready to draw? Let's do it. Topic for next week. What are we gonna talk about? I get off my finger. All right, you guys. Next week we are talking about ooh potential life on other planets, and this mm-hmm. was suggested to us by Maggie. Do we know where Maggie's from? No. Maggie didn't tell me where she's from. Maggie from? (laughs) Wherever you're at, Maggie. Thank you for this topic. All right. Cool. Smagster. (laughs) Yeah. Next week, we're talking about life, possible life on other planets. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Cheshire. Artemis and Cheshire. Artemis and Cheshire. Wow. Okay, cool. You're so so talented, Cece. I know. That was a good guess. Like, I don't Mm. even know. Like, I'm... I shocked myself with that guess. You're creepy. Okay. Well, all right. Thanks. Thanks so much for your your awe and support, you guys. Um, I guess, listener, if you're listening to this and you enjoy the 13th Floor podcast, we hope that you'll tell a friend about us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, we're supposed to be better, getting better at telling people to listen to our podcast. Yeah. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your animals, listen Screenshot an episode and text it to somebody. Yeah. Text it to somebody. Share it on your Instagram feed. Tell people about it on Facebook. Just anywhere. 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 Yeah. The water cooler. Oh, wait, you can't do that because we're socially distant. Yeah, we're socially distant. <laughs> but you can maybe yell it to the, the next future. office, maybe. Yeah, why don't you go in your front yard and just start screaming at everybody living in the houses around you? <laughs> I think it'd be great. It'd be a great way to... Get your neighbors, get it, and it, hey, if anything, it would give them something to do because I know a lot of people are getting stir crazy. We're getting bored. So, anyways, thank you for listening to this podcast. As always, we appreciate your listenership, and thank you to everybody who sent us topics this week because yeah. we got we got a couple more. We got a lot. So, yeah, Alex, who does our music? Our music is by Grant Cook. You can find his music on Amazon Music, Spotify, YouTube, anywhere you listen to music. Anywhere. 
So until next week, you guys, we hope that you can keep keep it strange. Oh, Alex. Alex. <laughs> <laughs>